Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Should we ban cheap flights to help the environment? I'm sure you've heard the adverts, the advertisements, they're online. Sure, a lot of the airlines are pushing their sales at the moment, their winter sales. There's even flights as low as €13. Euro. Should it be allowed though? Ecologist Porik Fowardy is with me here today on Lunchtime Live because uh, Porik, you think these cheap flights should actually be banned? Yeah, I think that uh, selling flights for 10 or 15 euros is ridiculously cheap. And I think a lot of people would, you know, instinctively agree with me because, you know, if it's going to be cheaper to fly to Malaga than it is to take the train between Dublin and Kerry, uh, we know that there is something seriously wrong. Uh, We also know that uh, aviation, of course, has an enormous environmental impact. And, you know, paying uh, 13 euro for an airline ticket really is just a mockery of our efforts to reduce emissions and face up to the climate crisis. Well, it's often not 13 euro. I know it's it's, it's advertised as that and you know you 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 know that's how it's 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 branded and and uh, and sold to the public, but there are then the taxes and charges that go with it. Yeah, but it's also a very much distorted uh, price for the ticket because uh, airline fuel has been enjoying a holiday from paying uh, VAT and duty. And so uh, basically there's an enormous public subsidy on uh, airline fuel that keeps the tickets artificially low. And while uh, airlines are part of what's called the emission trading scheme, in other words, they pay for or they're, they're allocated permits for their pollution. To date, they've been getting these for free. So they're not operating at all on the same uh, playing pitch as, let's say, the ferries or the buses or, or even us driving our cars around. From the one environmental perspective, and, and, and just to, to, to park the point the moment around the, um, the minimum pricing on flights, is it not better though, like better for the environment, that it, like if, if the flight will say to, to Malaga that you referenced, if that's going up, whether it's Ryanair or Lingus or whatever the airline, if that flight is departing Dublin at 2pm today, is it not better to have that flight full? than sending it out with half-empty seats. Should it'd, it not be better if the flight, it'd be better if the flight wasn't going at all. And the idea that the the, flame, the planes will just take off and land, even if there's nobody in them, I think is uh, is ridiculous. No, but um, they'd, they'd, fly, they'd fly with half-occupancy. They'd, they wouldn't be flying at all if, uh, if people were reducing uh, their demand to fly. And remember, we're asking farmers at the moment to reduce their emissions by 25% by the end of the decade. And this is hugely controversial and farmers are feeling very hard done by. And they're also looking at how Dublin Airport is planning to expand its operation by 25% by the end of the decade. So we can't we, we can't pretend that we are dealing with the climate crisis uh, if it's going to be so unfair that it's putting whole sectors um, against the wall and then at the same time allowing just uh, a free-for-all in the flying domain, which is, after all, um, a luxury and, for the large part, uh, a non-essential activity. France has banned domestic short-haul flights where you have a train um, rail alternatives. We have parts of the country here in Ireland that don't have that. And we have, a, you know, I think a, a, an unreliable public transport sector on many occasions. Yes, and uh, any time I bring this up, I'm reminded uh, that Ireland is an island and therefore we have to fly. But I think this is just another talking point by the uh, aviation industry. Uh, about 90% of our goods come in and out of our ports. We have a pretty reliable uh, and effective uh, ferry uh, transport system to get us off the island to France, to Spain, to the UK. Um, and while, I mean, I, I use the train service uh, in mainland Europe quite a lot, it's, it's, it's not perfect, but uh, it is uh, improving and it needs investments 
So the idea that we have to fly, I think, uh, needs to be debunked. Um, there's absolutely uh, other ways to get around, but it requires investment. I agree with you that public transport has been underinvested uh, in and uh, and a lot more could be done to make uh, getting the ferry and taking the trains a much more reliable and easy experience. Should we not do that first, Park, before we go cutting down on the minimum price of flights then? No, I don't think we have time, uh, really, given the scale of the climate crisis we're seeing in Australia at the moment. They have a, a heat wave more than 50 degrees, which is dangerous. I'm sure people are dying of heat stroke in Australia. Uh, we've seen the storm that we've just had this year. We're having exceptional uh, extreme weather events. Mm. Uh, we're supposed to be cutting our emissions uh, in half by the end of this decade. Now, that's not that even that far away anymore. Um, so the idea that we must get all of our public transport in shape uh, and ready to go before we start tackling uh, things like aviation just doesn't uh, doesn't wash anymore. I'm afraid that time has come and gone. Yeah, well, sure. Look at the metro. I mean, should it never happen if we were going? To... Oh, I, I agree with you. And uh, and as a Dubliner, I've been waiting all my life for for good public transport. I think the investment is finally coming. It's not coming fast enough. Um, okay. But at the same time, we have to uh, reduce the demand for flying. We just can't go on uh, with uh, you know people taking uh, weekend breaks here, there, and everywhere for you know fifteen euro. It just doesn't reflect okay, the cost so in terms. Of... It's it, it's not that you're looking out for you know a cap and the number of times that people can fly out of the country. It's that you don't want them flying out of the country on, a, on, a, on an airline ticket that costs 13 quid. Uh, I think the important thing is to focus on the emissions. What we have to do is get the emissions from uh, aviation down. Um, I do think it will be unfair if you just make it more expensive at the lower end uh, while people are using private jets uh, and flying you know, frequent flyers and first class and business class. So I think um, for uh, this to be fair to people, uh, you would have to uh, ban private jets or you know, tax them basically out of existence and increase uh, the relative costs of flying uh, first class, business class and uh, and frequent flyer uh, uh, schemes and all that kind of stuff. So, so you actually think it, it, it's not just about um, having a... Is there a certain price for which, you know, a minimum price, Porik, for which you think we, we shouldn't have flights being sold at? Well, again, this will depend on on the emissions. The idea is not just to make the the tickets more expensive. The idea is to get the emissions down. Now, it has been estimated that a carbon tax of 100 euro per tonne of uh, carbon dioxide should be applied uh, to pollution. Um, Now, at the moment, uh, aviation hasn't been paying uh, uh, its fair share of those pollution taxes. So that will will increase. But then if the pollution doesn't come down, well, then that price will have to go up uh, even more. And remember, Remember that short haul flights have a greater relative uh, 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 pollution burden because it's the takeoff and the landing that emits most of the fuel. Uh, but then long haul flights are are overall uh, more polluting. So it's the it's the, the issue is the short haul flights at the cheap airline ticket plus you want to see first class travel hiked up as well in terms of that in business, is it, Pork? Yeah, no, I, uh, what, I'm try- what I'm getting at here is that we need a system that is fair and that is seen to be fair. And remember, um, most people in the world will never get on a plane. About 90% of the Earth's population has never been on a plane. So flying really automatically is an elitist thing. Now, and except in Ireland, uh, we, we do fly a lot and uh, you don't have to be rich to, to fly. But the burden of uh, flying is being 
being placed on poor people around the world. And of course, the burden of the impacts of climate breakdown is being placed on those very people who aren't contributing to it. So I think there there's absolutely has to be a fairness aspect to it. And we can't be asking uh, farmers or commuters or anybody else to be taking making painful changes to how they go about business if the airline industry and flyers continue to get off scot-free for their pollution impact. Okay, ecologist Park Fogarty. Park, thank you for, for joining us here today on the line. Uh, Patrick is with us. Patrick, you disagree. You don't think we should ban the selling of cheap airline seats? Uh, well, just listening to your ecologist there, uh, and maybe I'm being a wee bit facetious in my reply here, is that if these people are so worried about Mother Earth, perhaps we should let civilization just die out. In 100 to 150 years, all civilization would have died out because anybody born today would be dead probably in 100 years' time. And Mother Earth can go away and float away in the universe to its heart's content forever and a day. And that would be one way of doing it. The other way why I would disagree with this champ is that um, London to Dublin was one time the most expensive route in the world for one hour flight. And it was down to a small group of cohorts of people who had money that could travel. Now we have people getting up at six o'clock in the morning, getting home at six or seven o'clock in the evening. Commuting. And when and when they when they want to travel, they take their children. We know that travel enhances, enriches people's lives in many, many ways, uh, encountering other cultures, etc. So when you asked your that chap on there about um, what would be a minimum price, he didn't say it because what he really wants to do is to cut out the working people of Ireland for forever having a chance to fly. But saying to them, well, look, if you want to fly, you really are going to end up having to pay the same as your unaffordable mortgage. Well, he, did, or he, 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 he did talk, though, about, um, you know, increasing the fares for the likes of your, your first class and your, your business and all of those sort of, you know, frequent flyer schemes and programmes and stuff like that as well. That You know, he, he did, I think, make the point that there would have to be a level of fairness. I don't know how you find that balance, though, Patrick. Well, Andrea, in the last 40, 50 years, aircrafts have improved immensely. Aerodynamics have improved. Engine efficiency have improved. We have... Um, Carbon fibre, to my knowledge, is used now in a lot of, like, you know, maybe Boeing are using it maybe now, or the likes of Airbus. Huge, you know, huge improvements in the efficiency. We also know that maybe if you've got a plane flying with first class, where you've just taken up an immense amount of space on an airplane, um, if you have that maybe at a more affordable price for everybody, like what you mentioned about going to Malaga, then it's more efficient to have a plane full of people going to Malaga than a plane half full. And if you have a plane, if you have a plane going to Malaga, yeah, you can still have a plane going to Malaga half full mm. with people who can afford it. So you can still have you can still have the, that plane that still that plane going to Malaga yeah, okay. with people who can afford I it. So it doesn't mean that that plane won't fly. I see. It's half full. I see a text from Declan. Why is it always always suggested policy and uh, specifically or especially supposed climate policies that affect the poor and those who can least afford it? How about a ban completely on business and first class seats on flights instead of trying to ban the seats that people can actually afford to buy? Um, I think it, it sounds like the station's hell bent to make life worse for the poor people for poor people says Declan um, Simon's on the line Simon do you agree with um, with Porrick Fogarty do you think we should have a ban or minimum pricing on airline flights uh, Good afternoon Andrea um, no I fundamentally uh, disagree with pretty much um, <clears throat> pretty much everything you said uh, aviation 
has always been seen as some sort of uh, environmental boogeyman, despite it being only representative of 12% of global transport emissions. That's all forms of transport globally. Now, the bandies, the ban the cheap flights just is, is completely counterproductive. The demand is there for air travel. And uh, particularly in Ireland, we're an island nation where we have actually one of the biggest low-cost carriers in the world in Ryanair and their uh, groups throughout Europe. But to speak that, um, it is a sustainable rate to keep aviation emissions low. Uh, at the moment, all narrow-body aircraft being produced are next-generation engines, that being the A320neo family and the 737 MAX, the latter of which Ryanair Group operate 139 with a further 374 on order therefore reducing their total uh, emissions across their okay. fleet. It does, seem um, ma- it does seem bizarre though, Simon, doesn't it? Like, I mean, if I want to get the bus air and bus home to Ballyshannon on a single route today, it'll cost me about 35 quid one way. And yet I had a quick look there on Ryanair flying from Shannon. I can go to Manchester for 14.99. I can go to Alicante in Spain for 16.52. I can head to France for 25 euro. I can go to Edinburgh, Birmingham, Liverpool, London today and Poland for 12.99. Yep, and uh, log made that no, last. Sure. Um, like it's, I mean, you look at the the emissions from the the aviation sector. I mean, it is you know you you can see why the question's being asked. How can we fly to these countries for less than thirteen quid? Well, possibly, but uh, you know the investments already going in there to sustainable aviation fuel, which has the potential to bring down 80, uh, a total of eighty percent CO two emissions by twenty fifty. And not also that, in Ireland, we have the potential to be a global leader in SAF development. Uh, Studies suggesting that by 2050, uh, we can have a 2.5 annual, uh, 2.5 billion billion annual industry over here while hiring up to a thousand high skilled employees, therefore really increasing ourselves as the global aviation, uh, global aviation leader. We already have the leasing industry over here. We have the world's, one of the world's biggest LCCs. So particularly in an Irish sense, Mike and Donegal has got in touch to say um, today here on uh, on WhatsApp. He says the idea of having minimum price flights is totally unfair. It's denying low income families a chance to holiday overseas without being ripped off in this country. It'll only encourage hotel prices here in Ireland to even go up even further. Uh, please remind your first guest that we live in an island. Another texter says we should ban international conferences. Why do we have to go to them? Why do representatives and politicians have to go to them when they have online ability to talk to each other? It's such a big exclusive junket for the elites and they won't ban that. I think it's actually incredibly hypocritical. Own Curry, who's the um, editor of the Air and Travel magazine, is on the line. Own, does Park Fogarty have a point though? Should there be some minimum pricing on flights? Yeah, um, he's a good and there is validity to all of them. The, what tends to happen with this debate is first of all, all everything gets thrown on aviation, as one of your listeners has pointed out. It's three percent of overall uh, emissions. But but what is more interesting is the uh, the illusion that it's there's a free holiday for aviation. Uh, about one third of your taxes worldwide, which would be the IATA figures, are on taxes. Uh, one third of your fare um, is going to go on taxes. There is a lot of concentration on the fact that fuel is VAT-free and not taxed by local governments. Uh, That's an element to stop airlines moving place to place with the safety implications. But airline tickets are heavily taxed. When you come to your 12 or your 20 euro uh, uh, air ticket, 
everybody on the flight isn't getting it for that price. The economics of aviation are that, like everything else, you put little incentives in, you get people moving to book earlier, book at particular times, there are cash flow reasons for doing so. Aviation, for their less than 3% of, of emissions, get a lot of fire uh, turned on them. And it's partly their own fault, <laughs> Andre, because there was a fair amount of arrogance uh, associated with the industry in the past. But what, where I'm, and I do a lot of uh, conferences, I do a lot mm. of listening to this, uh, what I'm really interested uh, in having and uh, excited by having seen is how the entire industry has accepted that uh, emissions uh, have to be reduced and they are on course for this uh, zero by 2050. Uh, that wouldn't have been the case eight, nine, ten years ago, but a, a Glass Nevin man, Willie Walsh, is now the CEO of IATA and he's led that charge. That's an exciting thing to see. But let's bring it down to one line in the end. Aviation, uh, it's 3% of emissions. They're particularly damaging because they're in the sky. And do we decarbonize it or do we close it down? And that's, I think, Porrick's basic case is you start closing it down. And if you start doing that, uh, you start closing down all of the other bits of our economy. And, um, you know, the, the simplest way to reduce the amount of flights being taken internationally mm. is to de- degrow the economy. But surely the VAT the, and the, the, the duty, though, the, the VAT and duty and the airline fuel, would that not be the easier way to do it? Um, if, if you're... I, I think there, there will be tax... There is tax being paid at a yeah. rate of about 33%. I don't think that... Um, uh, I don't think that uh, the taxes in themselves, by listening to your first caller there, would be enough to shut it down. He okay. wants minimum pricing. And that means reducing the amount of, of time uh, uh, time people fly, and it means reducing well, your economy. Well, the text from a listener says, I spend 11 and a half months of the year working hard to take my family, my wife and three kids on a holiday. I spend the rest of that year paying that trip off. This holiday keeps me going through tough times, and he wants to price me out of that holiday now. Another listener, I think your, your first guest, Porek, was right. Airfares need to pay what they actually cost. The tax, air fuel, um, except biofuels, and charge the correct CO2 tax. This would ba- balance travel mode prices. 